What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Scott Shepard, author of the novel The Last Commandment, an Austin Grant Scotland Yard novel. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your novel, The Last Commandment, how would you describe the novel? Um, well, I guess it's a thriller, you know. Um uh kind of with a kind of cool puzzle on it and with these three characters that are the start of a series of books actually um you know i guess briefly uh it's about a uh uh scotland yard commander austin grant like you mentioned uh is uh who's retiring in three weeks he's had a bad year his uh wife of uh, 30 years has passed away from cancer he's estranged from his daughter rachel and he's really just counting the days until uh in december until he retires on january 1st but there's this series of murders that happens at the start of the book, and uh, uh, it picks up with the third murder. And he quickly ascertains in the prologue that they're being done according to the Ten Commandments. And uh, he thinks about uh, what's the fourth commandment, and it turns out to be thou shalt not work on the Sabbath. So he thinks they're going to kill a priest because that's who works on Sundays. And he closes all the, uh, he shuts down all the churches in London. Nothing happens. He thinks he's in the clear. And then he gets a phone call in the middle of the night from a New York City cop who's standing in St. Patrick's Cathedral uh, with the body of a priest with the Roman numeral four carved into his forehead. And that starts the adventure. And so Austin Grant goes to New York and links up with this cop, John Frankel. And along the way, also uh, <clears throat> is reconnected uh, with his estranged daughter, Rachel, who's a reporter there. And that's where the book takes off and it goes from there. And do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write The Last Commandment? Um, you know, it's, true. it's an idea that's been in my head for a long time, for uh, like oh, probably 30 years. I was thinking of doing it as a film because uh, I come from a TV background, having worked on and run television shows for three decades. Um, I never got around to doing it. And it was, you know, I, 
because this has come up a little bit over the last month or two, people ask that question. I honestly can't totally remember. What I do remember is thinking of it as a movie with these two cops, two fish out of water, London cop in New York, New York cop in London. And then I'd hooked onto the idea of like uh, a serial killer killing according to the Ten Commandments. That's kind of what I had way back when. And then it just sat in my brain because I'm always so busy with TV and my first two novels were something different. And then a couple of years ago, I uh, kind of refocused it on it. And you said that there's going to be a series of books. Did you sit down and kind of think about or plot out uh, some of the future books before you wrote this first book, The Last Commandment? No. I, I mean, you know, I think I, in my head, I thought if it worked out, I really like these characters. Mm -hmm. And then during the course of writing the first one, Somewhere towards the time I finished the first one, I had a, kind of what I thought was kind of a cool idea for the second one. And then when we, I sold it to Mysterious Press uh, last, right towards the start of the pandemic, it was a two book deal. And I just delivered the second, well, I delivered a month or two ago. We just finished copy edits on it. It's called Till Death. That's the sequel. And that's going to come out in June of. Uh, next year 22 and i'm actually starting to work on the third and yeah the nice thing is about living with these characters and you think about them all the time um i've actually thought of i, I feel like i could write the three of them for a long time and i've actually got three or four other ones sitting in my head so yeah That's it's great. Be great to be kind of write one a year and whatever else comes along the way sure well as you mentioned you've worked in television writing scripts and you've worked on shows including the equalizer murder she wrote and the dead zone did you originally think about or or write The Last Commandment as a screenplay before you wrote it as a novel? No, I never did. Um, yeah. I actually, um, no, I, I, ne I, I never did do that. I actually wrote the prologue <clears throat> to it, you know, sort of a version of what's in the book about six or seven years ago um, after I'd finished my first two novels. And then just, you know, whatever television show I was working on got, you know, waylaid me and I ended up working on that for a while. Uh, and then, and then about a couple of years ago when I decided, okay, what's my next, I wanted to get back to writing novels. And I said, oh, I should really tear back into this. It was actually a blessing, you know, that it took that long because the characters of the two cops really changed in my head by the time I sat down to write the book. And when I first thought about it, cause London and New York are two of the big characters in the book, so to speak. And I had never been to London 35 years ago or whatever it is I thought about it. Since then, I've been at least half a dozen times, spent a lot of time there. And I've been very happy to hear from people saying, how do you know so much about London? And I'm kind of going, well, I really like it there. And it's, it's sort of a writer's, you know, dream anyway, always was. I mean, being a writer, uh, it's just a great city for that, you know, the history going back to Dickens and, you know, the mystery world, Sherlock Holmes, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway. Sure. Uh, I'm curious. I mean, along those lines, uh, given the writing that you do, do you, do you kind of have a sense when you're thinking of an idea, whether it will be a script or, or a novel that you're planning on writing? Um, you, you know, I mean, I think your know, television is, uh, I mean, it's really a craft and I think you kind of figure out stuff that, you know, you can sort of see working on a continually a weekly basis or, a, you know, now it's changed over the years, uh, to where they're almost like novels for television. Um, you know, the, but now I kind of thinking, what would be a good novel? And then of course, at some point, if it could turn into a TV series or a movie, sure. great. But I really try and not think that way though. I mean, like mm -hmm. we've already been talking about the last commandment would be a great six to eight episode binge first season of a television show. And I think eventually the 
idea would be to try and make it into a TV series and each book could be the season of a TV show. But we haven't really pursued that yet. Kind of let the novels take its course first. Sure. What was your initial writing journey that led you to writing and getting into television script writing? Um, well, I mean, I've always read a ton, um, uh, ever since I was a little kid and I've read tons of thrillers and mysteries. I have like, I'm surrounded in my office. I have like 10,000 first editions of mostly mystery and thrillers and suspense. Um, my, um, and so I, I read a lot of those from being a kid, you know, from Hardy Boy books to, uh, when I was a little kid and then I discovered Ross McDonald and I always wanted to write that stuff. But I also came from a family that was in, uh, has been in the movie business for a long time. So I kind of grew up around that, but they were all producers and I didn't mm -hmm. even know what a producer really was. My dad was a producer. I just kind of heard that's what he did. Um, and I really wanted to be, you know, a writer because except for your own merits. So it just sort of happened. What happened when I was in college, I, um, when I went to Stanford, uh, I was actually teaching a course. You know, I think it was the first one in the country to do it on the murder mysteries and detective novels. And while I was doing that, I was writing these little skits to kind of make my point, uh, and, uh, that we would perform in class. So that became the first part of writing. And then it just sort of started like becoming about television. I sort of say, I think I always wanted to write novels, but I got waylaid by television for the last 30 <laughs> years. I'm still doing it. Um, but I, you know, to me. Uh, and as part of me that kicks myself saying, God, you should have like been writing novels a long time ago because now I've written four and they've all sold. But then I kind of think that the reason I've been able to have success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply writing and selling the books was 30 or 40 years of storytelling and television um has really helped that sort of process it sort of sure. evolved naturally well on that note i i understand i haven't written a script myself but i'm certainly familiar with them and i understand especially with tv that there's a a, a very kind of strict structure and formula I'm curious, did that kind of carry over when you started writing fiction? When you were working on The Last Commandment, did you do a lot of structure and outline before you began writing it? No, I actually did not. It, it's really, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, and, and increasingly so as I've been writing the novels, it's been really freeing. I uh, wrote an article uh, for Hank Sleepy Ryan for her uh, uh, Jungle Red um, uh, the blog about this sort of saying what, what i've said is one of the things i quickly learned a long time ago was if i ever wrote my autobiography about television i would call it it's not a radio show <laughs> um, <laughs> right uh 
And then as soon as I started writing novels, I realized, well, wait a sec, it is a radio show. <laughs> and you have to describe everything. And then, you know, television, and I've said this to the class that I that we teach at, at UT in Texas, um, that I've been doing for a number of years is I tell the students, I'm saying television is a collaborative process. I mean, you know, you have a writing staff of anywhere from six to 10 people and you have to kind of plot everything up because, you know, you're, if you're writing number script, number five, you're only as good as script number four or script number mm -hmm. six. So you have to be part parcel of that. And you got a lot of people dependent on you. You've got not just, you know, your fellow writers and producers, you have studios, you have networks, you have directors, casts, crews, have to know where you're going. So it has to be somewhat plotted out. You need to have an outline that they can start looking for locations. You have to have, you know, all these sort of various things. So you really have to plot it out. And, you know, once I started writing the novels, I realized you didn't have to do that. I mean, some people I know plot, you know, from stop to start to finish. But for me, because structure has always been something that's pretty simple to me, and I people come to me still come to me about helping them with structures of plots and stuff. I think it comes from two things. One, all the reading of these thrillers and mysteries I've read for years. And then you work on these television shows and structure becomes like secondhand. I've always said structure is freedom. Once you have that, you can write. So like on the, like the last commandment, all I knew was I had the idea of these two cops, these um, killings happening. I did know who did it. And I knew where it was going to end, but I knew nothing else. You know, after that priest murder on the end of the prologue, um, there's a whole bunch of other things that happened. I, I figured it out as I went along. And then as I've increasingly worked along, like in, in the sequel until death, all I had in my head was a pretty cool six page prologue um, hook. And I sat down and over three and a half months wrote a first draft. And I had no idea who did it, why they did it, and just kind of worked my way through it never going backwards. And when I got to the end, it all sort of made sense. And I'm, as I start the third one, I'm in the same place. It's a little frightening, <laughs> but it's, I think it's also really challenging. It's kind of a fun tightrope to work. And I've talked to, a, I've made friends with, I know, I've known a bunch of novelists, uh, mystery sure. novelists over the years, because I've worked on adapting stuff for television with them. And now I've met a whole number of really wonderful people over the past few months as we've, as the books come out. And I'm surprised at how many people write the same way. Somebody said there's, um, uh, my friend Wendy Walker uh, said to me, she said, are you a plotter or a pantser? And <laughs> the pantser being, do you uh, write by the seat, you know, fly by the seat of your pants? I said, very much so. And I enjoy that. Yeah. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels or scripts? Um. Well, I think it's two different things. I, you know, I mean, scripts, um, you know, you're trying to get it on television and, uh, I, I mean, here's what I tell the students, you know, that we teach who are pretty smart kids coming out of, um, grad school. I sort of say, you know, right. It's, it, it's, and it's funny. My father, who's a producer once told me a long time ago, many years ago, in a kind of weird way said what could you write about that millions of people would be really interested in? like what's happened to you and i kind of realized well you know what he's probably right about that um and uh so what you what, but like the, these books for instance what's really interesting is the three main characters i mean the scotland yard cop is sort of my perspective on things today and then the other two uh grant and, and rachel and frankel are sort of my perspective of like when my wife and i first met each other and I can have focus and do all these things that I could literally say that comes from that. This comes from that. But I surrounded it in a bunch, you know, with them, you know, in a world of like serial killers, right? 
Like, I don't know any serial killers. I don't think so. So it's to take a kind of big, like, idea and then make it personal to you to where you strip away the really big idea, what you're writing about is stuff that's really important to you. I mean, it's funny, you know, we get, uh, when we're staffing up writing staffs, um, I always sort of say, you know, some, some people write what are known as spec scripts. Um, where they will write a, 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 a script of an existing television show, you know, like they write the newest, uh, you know, Game of Thrones and, and, you know, what you could read from that. Okay. They know how to plot, but you know, it's kind of hard to be able to tell what they're writing and their character is because you're copying or trying to emulate, you know, an existing thing. What I've always sort of said is whether it's a play, whether it's a book, you know, or if it's, you know, I'll read anything that's original because from that you can tell if you can write. And I really believe if you're a good writer, um, that it will get in the hands of somebody someday who will actually, you know, give you some positive feedback and send you on your way. Um, I mean, like, I, I want to believe that. Sure. Well, you, you talked about, uh, extensive reading over the years. I'm curious, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Um, recent, okay. Well, recently I'm, um, let's see, uh, I never know how to say her name, uh, but the woman, the plot, I really liked, you know, that yep. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I interviewed her. Yeah. She's really smart. Really great. I thought that book was terrific. Um, that's probably my favorite book I read this summer. Um, I've been reading a lot of, uh, Nordic, uh, fiction over the years because they're sort of like the, uh, the people who have inherited some of the noir <laughs> stuff that I like here so much. Um, uh, there's a guy named, and again, an Arnolder Indriotson who writes these books that take place about a lonely police inspector in Iceland that are really great. And another guy named Ragnar Johnson, who also writes in Iceland. So I've been reading those books. I really like those. Um, you know, I read Stephen King's new book cause he's sort of a personal hero and, you know, I really enjoyed that Billy Summers, sure. a, a totally non, um, supernatural thing which is what i love about king because i think he writes in three realms i mean mostly horror but he handles all of them pretty well that's great well where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels um they can find me at my website which is scott shepherd s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d so scott shepherd author.com great well again we've been speaking with scott shepherd author of the novel the last commandment an austin grant scotland yard novel the novel is on sale now so go buy a copy and scott thanks for doing this interview all right jeff thank you so much great thanks a lot when you visit arizona time is measured in moments not minutes like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.